Parrot AI is really focused on taking the power of conversations and allowing people to leverage that in knowledge creation and making that knowledge accessible to other people. So I'm here with Tyler Markley today for AI for Good, and Tyler is a co-founder of Parrot.ai, which is an application of AI to meeting. And we want to talk a little bit today about how we got into AI and some of the ways that maybe you as a nonprofit leader can learn how to have more effective meetings. So welcome, Tyler. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Happy to join up here on the podcast. So typically we have uh, folks join us that are coming from different, either using, they're using AI in creative ways, but you're the first person who's from the production side, somebody who's actually created an AI product. So I know I and the rest of our listeners would just love to hear a little bit about how you got into AI and how you saw a market opportunity for AI in the meeting space. Yeah, so I I think I can take that kind of into two parts here. So kind of got into AI, uh, I think, like at a pretty early stage. Uh, My first job out of college was at a large aerospace company, a Fortune 500. And I think my first recognition there was just the sheer amount of data that we had internally at the organization. I mean, you're talking millions of parts, tens of thousands of suppliers, you know, tens of thousands of employees, all working across different machines, different customers, et cetera. And there just seemed to be a huge opportunity to take advantage of that data to, um, you know, make the business more efficient, you know, allow us to deliver better for our customers. So uh, I kind of started pursuing it just, you know, as a hobby and then eventually went off and actually got a master's degree in predictive analytics, kind of like a subset of, you know, machine learning slash AI. Uh, pursued that, you know, throughout my career, went to cybersecurity, InfoSec, and, you know, we had a lot of a different applied machine learning models, et cetera. But it kind of all led up here to Parrot AI. And Parrot AI was kind of based on like three different trends, I'd say, that we saw, um, you know, really happening to the world here. Um, so we started Parrot AI two years ago. And that, you know, that if you do the math, that's, you know, middle of COVID essentially. And, you know, three major trends that kind of happened. One, we had digitization of like conversations, much like you and I uh, were in two very different locations, I think separated by thousands of miles right now. And we're having a conversation and this seemed to be happening, you know, across organizations. We're all on Zoom, Google Meets, Teams, whatever the video conferencing was. Uh, So you have this huge digitization of all of our conversations. The second trend was natural language processing or automated speech recognitions, two different kinds of subsets of AI, started to become really, really accurate. So for the first time, you could actually transcribe stuff and get, you know, an accurate you know, text-based output from a conversation. And then the third trend is the cost of that started to dramatically decrease. This used to be very expensive. You used to have to spend, you know, 10 bucks an hour to get, you know, (laughs) a transcription back. And now we're really seeing like cents, like, so just a dramatic decrease along with an increase in accuracy. Average person speaks between 10 and 20,000 words a day. So each one of us produces To Kill a Mockingbird in a week. That's just like an immense amount of knowledge. And so for the first time, we can capture that knowledge and allow you to like safely store it 
search it, and then share that knowledge out. So Parrot AI is really focused on taking the power of conversations and allowing people to leverage that in knowledge creation and making that knowledge accessible to other people. Because what do we do? We create knowledge to share with others and compound, you know, intelligence basically for humans. <laughs> right. So. That's kind of, that's really fascinating. And so when you guys launched, um, how was, you launched really before the sort of public awareness of machine learning capabilities. So what have you seen change over the last two years with your market? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the space is moving incredibly quickly. Uh, AI or machine learning, you know, it's actually been applied for a number of years and has been impacting our lives. I don't think a lot of people like realize to what an extent it has been. I mean, like one of the first, I would say like huge large scale uses uh, was credit card fraud. You know, we had this basically, nobody was buying anything on the internet. And then all of a sudden people had to you know, we're buying everything on the internet and there's just a huge increase in credit card fraud, almost to the point where it's putting e-commerce at risk. And the credit card companies started applying, you know, large scale, you know, models, AI models on top of that <laughs> to start, you know, flagging, hey, this looks fraudulent or this looks looks real. So um, AI has been affecting, you know, our lives and been playing a role in our lives for a while now. I'd say that the change that we're seeing right now is the introduction of two different types of models. One being um, kind of these generative models you're seeing on the image side. So people being able to create, you know, any sort of, you know, high-end, you know, visual, uh, I said video or pictures or images, et cetera. And then uh, these large language models or foundation models, you know, like chat GPT from OpenAI that allow us to kind of chat and then get a response. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the advancement just over the last, I'd say, six months with the introduction of, you know, ChatGPT has been like pretty amazing in terms of awareness. I think it's the fastest adopted, you know, product to 100 million users, like within, you know, 90 days of launch. You know, Pew Research said, like, you know, I think like 50% of Americans are now aware of ChatGPT. It's like, uh, I, I, I should get the numbers for that, but it's like, it's by far one of the fastest adopted products we've ever seen, and potentially one of the most successful product launches ever. Yeah, and just speaking about your sort of particular part of the market, it's really something that I think a lot of people struggle with. You know, how do I capture meeting notes? How do I capture conversations that I'm having and turn that into either content that I need to produce or, um, you know, just capturing it for my own information? It seems like um, as I use Parrot that you've really developed a, a tool for that that's really amazing. Yeah, we really see it as, you know, a knowledge augmentation tool. Uh, like, I don't know about you, Sam, but my memory's often like poor. Like you'd be like, Hey, you had this meeting like two weeks ago. And I'm like, I think I can kind of remember it. We allow you to like actually search. You can think about it as like being Google on top of, you know, your meetings. So you can be like, Oh, like Sam and I, you know, met when, you know, Hey, Google, Sam across my meetings, I can jump in. We create AI summaries of the meetings. So you can look at that and then you can jump around and actually get into the video, listen to the audio, et cetera. Then we allow you to share that with your teammates because, you know, uh, one of the things that often frustrates me are like meetings about meetings uh, where, you know, you go have a meeting with someone and then you're like, all right, now I got to go regurgitate this meeting to somebody else. So that's another hour 
Um, and then the other thing we saw was like a bunch of people were starting to record meetings. And then if you didn't attend, they'd be like, oh, here's the recording. But like at the end of the day, when you're getting ready and you want to just sit on the couch, you, you want to pop up Netflix. You don't really want to sit down and watch like the product update meeting for, you know, an hour or whatever. Yeah. It's it, in a lot of ways, it's like a privatized search of your own work product. Yeah, exactly. And then the ability to like safely share moments. So like I said, I'm from an InfoSec background, cybersecurity. Uh, my other two co-founders are our entire team kind of comes from that background. And, you know, one of the things we recognize were, you know, these conversations, uh, they're very sensitive, like occasionally, you know, um, the, you say things in private, you need them to be, you know, safely shared. And, you know, you want to be able to use this product, so you've got to feel comfortable with it. So we wanted to build the product that we felt was a safe place to, you know, store our meetings and leverage that knowledge. So right from the beginning, all of our, you know, first principles in terms of how we've architected it are, you know, how do you build the safest product, you know, in this class? How do you see a lot of your clients using your product? Like maybe where do they start? And then how do they grow over time? Yeah, so it's um, it's a really, it's a, one of the things that I love most about building this product is the diversity and wide range of uses and like how it kind of, I would say, uh, people start using it and then how they end up seeing other ways to use it. Like often, you know, I find incredibly creative and kind of like stretch my bounds of what I, you know, thought the product would be used for. So oftentimes we'll see us just invited to a meeting like, hey, you know, I need to take notes for this meeting or, you know, we need to be able to share an output or, you know, one of our team members can't make the meeting. That's how we often get introduced. But then people start seeing, you know, the other features we built in the product and they start leveraging it. So in our product, um, we also have the ability, we have integrations with large language models that are like ChatGPT that will like allow you to create content on your meeting. So you can end up with a meeting and then you ask our chat AI feature and it'll be like, you can be like, write me a follow-up email to Sam about this meeting. And it will go through the meeting, create a follow-up email, and then allow you to drop it into Sam. When they start seeing those kind of efficiency gains, it's pretty compelling to continue to invite Parrot AI to your other conversations, et cetera. So it's, um, it's been really, really cool to kind of see the different ways in which people, you know, leverage that. Uh, I've seen everything from like, hey, write me a grant proposal off of this meeting or, you know, write me a uh, marketing, you know, a landing page copy based on this, you know, discussion or this customer testimonial. Um, so th- th- there's th- these tools are incredibly general purpose, which means like you see an incredible, you know, breadth, I would say, of uses. Yeah, that's great. I, I think I use it because I've been, since we, since we talked a couple of, like a month ago, I started yeah. using it. And um, in one of my coaching sessions with somebody I'm coaching on communication stuff, have developed sort of a new syllabus based on those conversations. So it's super helpful. And one of the things we keep trying to tell people is that the reason to really get involved with AI products is the increase in productivity that it really empowers you to expand your, your reach significantly. Yeah. And I mean, like that's a, I think that's like an important thing is some people, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, all these tools are adopted, but you know, nobody's ever like, Hey, when I 
you know, go out into the workforce. I want to be a professional emailer. Like <laughs> nobody ever says that. Like you want to go out to uh, like achieve a goal, like not spend time doing, you know, busy work. Nobody says, Hey, I want to fill out expense reports, uh, like, you know, for three hours <laughs> a week. Like, right. no, people want to go accomplish a goal and these tools should help you do that. And then reduce kind of the overhead that, you know, we have, you know, existing. That's great. Where do you see sort of this technology or other sort of new innovations going in this sphere? What are some of the things you guys see on the horizon at Parrot AI? Yeah, I mean, your listeners and, you know, you, uh, all the people that are, are on the bleeding edge right now of this, you know, class of product and starting to use it, um, there's, you know, the quote of, uh, I think it's the future is already here, but it's not evenly distributed. The people yes. that are the type of people that are listening to this product or podcast are already kind of ahead of the curve here. Um, so you're, you're kind of seeing the future if you're starting to use these sort of tools. Uh, I, I think you're going to see it start to proliferate in more um, in pretty much any like tool that you use. This is going to start to become the interface in the way that you're going to interact with it. Um, there will be like less dashboards you'll log into instead of getting, you know, look, trying to find a trend, you know, an AI summary will say, Hey, Sam, you got to pay attention to this or Sam, don't even bother looking at the dashboard. There's no change or no anomalies that you need to see. Uh, so I think it's just going to change the way we interface with products. Uh, there's going to be an easier way to, you know, naturally basically, uh, update you, et cetera. I'd also say, it's going to make information retrieval very interesting. There used to be kind of this like, you know, you go out and you try to do a grant or write a proposal or you want to do an update. We used to have this proxy in the world of like length as a proxy for work and quality. I think it's kind of going to move away from that. So instead of getting like a hundred page proposal and being like, those folks are really on top of it. The cost of generating that much is like pretty much zero now. So I think we're going to see a shift net where we're going to go back to quality of outputs opposed to quantity as the proxy for quality. That's interesting. It kind of dovetails something I've sort of made an offhanded comment that it really is the end of just information as the marker and a shift towards quality or wisdom as the key markers, you know. Both how we use the technology as well as what you're saying, how we how we value information as well. Yeah, it's really interesting from like a density of inform like knowledge. If you think about oftentimes when you do a Google search, you will search in Google, then you'll scroll through several different websites, you'll eventually find the website, and then some page some point of that website will have the one sentence you were looking for. And <laughs> that, like you just went through three or four steps to get to that one sentence or that one explanation. Yeah. It, now we've kind of cut down and collapsed that where you don't need to peruse through, you know, multiple areas and then come back to that. And that's a trend we've just seen over time. Like I remember you used to go to the library try to find a title in the Dewey Decimal System, then grab books, look in the index of the books, and then try to hop to the pages, read the pages, and then try to extract information that way. We've just collected. Fill out your three by five card. <laughs> and collect the late fees, right? Um, That's right. The, we've just seen that, that whole area continue to collapse over time. And I think this is just an extension of that trend. 
What sort of advice would you give to like nonprofits that are just beginning to use a product like Parrot or other AI kind of intro products? Yeah, I would, um, I'd say like kind of approach it with like a learner's mindset, uh, be curious, don't be afraid to make mistakes, have fun with it, try them out. I mean, these tools can be incredibly powerful and like helpful, the and also fun right like i've uh received updates written in the voice of a pirate i've received you know updates or product proposals written as a haiku um it's like these things can allow us to be more creative um and like it's kind of a fun and engaging way so like this doesn't need to be you know, a, you know, spreadsheet slash like CRM slash ERP adoption, you know, uh, like feeling like these tools like can be a lot of fun. Uh, the space is moving very quickly, so it's changing a lot and you shouldn't be afraid to try new tools, um, play around with them and see what you can get from them. You can change the way you operate in certain manners as well. Like it, like they can make a lot of tasks that were, uh, I would say, you know, fairly laborious and bureaucratic and, you know, help, help you get through those parts and get back to, you know, delivering, you know, value to, you know, whoever your, you know, nonprofits targeted at. That's great. If somebody's curious about Parrot AI, where would you point them to learning more? <laughs> I mean, Parrot.ai is a great spot. We have <laughs> uh, really generous, like free tiers and trials. We're trying to get as many people to, you know, use this stuff as possible. And if you do end up using it and, you know, you have feedback, uh, anything we can do to make, you know, your job and life easier, like let us know. We're super customer focused. We try to talk to our customers, you know, at least a couple a week, uh, try to get feedback and, you know, trying to make this stuff um you know, more useful and just better for people. Uh, like I said, space is moving quick. Uh, development's moving fast. It's been, it's, it's just an exciting place to be in, you know, exciting tools to be involved with. Well, thanks again, Tyler, for joining us today. And I, I really have, I'll give my, you know, affirmation that I love <laughs> it and I think it's a great tool. So hopefully our users will win. Try it out. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, if anyone ever wants to talk AI or tools, like please feel free to reach out. Thanks again. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the AI for Good podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, we kindly ask that you help us spread the word by liking, sharing, and subscribing to our podcast. By doing so, you'll help us reach more nonprofit leaders such as yourself so we can help them learn how they can use AI for good.